Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Balance of Opinions podcast. Uh, today, I'm going to take the reins and uh, kind of guide the conversation. And I am here with our other co-host. Nabinci. I and I and I have um, kind of opened up the door for our production guru to uh, drop some gems if he so feels in this conversation. We are missing King today. And um, Dante is pretty well versed in all things Marvel and Star Wars and things like that. And he'll, he may be able to give us uh, some good guidance in our conversation. Today, we are going to talk about the new uh, James Bond, uh, the new actor or actress that has been kind of appointed to play James Bond in the next movie. Um, as well as we are going to talk a little bit about what the next Black Panther movie um, kind of hypothetically might look like. Um, as they are, I read an article that they're going to start production on uh, the next movie this summer in or 2021 yeah. in Atlanta. So um, that's what we're going to go through. So let's get it on. Let's do it. Oh, and I, it was a couple of weeks ago, you had sent uh, an article to us just about the new James Bond. So yeah. for, you know, everyone out there that doesn't know, the new James Bond has been appointed and it is a woman and it is a black woman at that. Her name mm -hmm. is Lashana Lynch yeah. and she is a British actress. Yeah. Right. Um, and I did see that she was in one of the stars in the Captain Marvel movies. Oh, I didn't I know that. She, yes, she was. She was the um, the friend of Captain Marvel herself, the black chick who's her friend and then always worrying about her throughout the whole entire year that she's gone. Ah, OK. And if, if they want to get familiar with her, she's also been in, the, I think, was the last James Bond? Oh, so she's already been in the, the franchise a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was the last one, if I'm not mistaken. But you, oh. can, you can get familiar with her from there. Okay, so, so it's not I like she's it's... completely new to the 007 franchise. Yeah, I guess she was built up to be passed a torch onto or something like that. Oh, oh that's interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. So in, in the article um, I was reading, she did an interview with Harper's Bazaar and just said how, uh, since even prior to the announcement, when there was just speculation uh, yeah. that there was going to be, or that she could potentially be the next James Bond, how she almost had to just kind of shut down and unplug from all social media and almost repeat to herself daily that, it's not about me. It's about a movie that everybody, you know, has love and grown with. So, you know, the change is difficult for them, I guess, to accept. And she had to separate herself from, you know, this pretty big backlash, I guess. What are your thoughts? Well, well yeah, it, it's you. I couldn't imagine what it was for her because it's she got to accept two things, right? It's being changed to a woman. This has been a man for so many years. And to add to that, she's a, a black woman. So those are two things right there. And of course, there's going to be backlash about it. People are going to get all sensitive about it. But, you know, for me, I'm honestly all about it and very excited, you know, for, hey, first of all, a woman, it's being changed to a James Bond to a woman. That is exciting. Right, like, and that's a bold move on the whole franchise for that. That's a Absolutely. very bold for a woman and a black woman. That's bold. That's bold. So, I am all for it. I'm excited. And uh, the thing is, too, like I said, if people don't know about her, there's a reason why they chose her. I don't okay. think it's the color of her skin. I just think it's because it's, she's damn good. That's she is good. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think it's funny, though, because, of course, as I was reading that article, it started to make me think of other um, actors of color that, you know, um, got, 
that got into these roles of, you know, that are usually or historically white males, um, yeah. what that looked like, right? And I remember back in what, 2018, 19, there was also the thought that it may have been Idris Elba. Yes. That uh, could have been James Bond. And again, there was the backlash on there that he couldn't. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I think he could have played, a, he can play a smooth James Bond. And on top of that, it wasn't even like he went for the role. It wasn't even like the, he was in conversations for the role. It was just the idea was put in the atmosphere. And then there was all this uh, backlash, right? Yeah. But one, one of the digging I did find was there's an actor named Henry Golding. Okay, he's also a British actor, but he is Malaysian and white. So South Asian and white mix. Um, and there's a lot of people saying that he could play the next 007. And there was a lot less, if any, backlash. And to me, that makes me think, is it just because these other actors are Black? You know, they took uh, John Boyanga and had a heyday with him because of, what, Skywalker? Or, sorry, I'm yeah. not versed in this, but this, the whole Star Wars franchise, right? And did yeah. he not do an amazing job? Oh, yeah, he killed it. He absolutely killed it. And to your point, there was also another one. It was a TV show. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it was called Teen Titans, right? Yeah. Teen Titans, and it was this character she used Starfire, so there was a big uproar because the person was playing her was black. But right? in the TV show, or in the comic in the, or whatever, were they not? I'm not too sure. I think so. Dante, was she black? Say that one more time. Starfire. You know, in Teen Titans, when yeah. they everybody, she was she black. Yes, and the reason why she was black is because if you look at John, his makeup after he like, <clears throat> after he changes himself to look like human, he always looks black. So that's what Starfire adopted as well. Mm -hmm. Also, um, just a quick thing to add in. She also wants to um play the next kind of leader or um basically just continue on the black panther um legacy oh, okay. yeah so it seems like she wants her character from black panther to have something well her character from captain marvel to have something to deal with in black panther so oh what a what a cool tie in there yeah well and i think too she did say um again just back to that article it was an esquire magazine but um you know, she says that she doesn't ever want to waste an opportunity to, you know, be a Black actor or actress on this big screen, but in the roles that she's playing to make it authentic that, you know, the people of color in the audience, too, can relate to her character, yeah. right? So the, that authentic authenticity piece is really important to her as an actress, but I get... I get some of the uproar. I was reading some of uh, people's comments, good, bad, and indifferent, right? Yeah. And one of the things uh, that I saw, you know, more than a few times in terms of people's comments was, why do they, why does she need to be 007? Why can't they almost pass the torch and retire 007 and have her, I don't know, 008 or whatever, double or whatever but you know it's almost that the torch is passing off as yeah. opposed to her assuming that role i have one yeah. thing just to add in real quick before you know Vinci. that seems a little bit false because if anybody was paying attention to the movies like Vinci said she's actually known as 006 so she's actually the next one to have the 007 title so mm -hmm. once he passes away or hands it over, she's the next one, which is why she, you've seen her in the last movie. Yeah. Right. And which is why he gives her so much flack for the things that she does. And she's like, I'm not like you. I'm different. And he's like, okay, yeah. you won't get far. And then that's when she shows him that, no, some of my techniques will get far. But he shows her that she needs discipline and she needs to follow the rules because she's a little bit reckless at that time. 
So okay. I don't understand why people would hate that she's becoming 007 when they set it up that he was kind of mentoring her because he, she was with him during the whole entire mission and he didn't want her around. And then he eventually okay. gets to like her and eventually starts training her near the end of the movie. So I don't understand why there's even an uproar about it. Yeah, it was almost well, like, okay, guys, it's set up. As you can see, it's almost intuitive that she is going to be the next because they're already giving you those nuggets in the current Yeah, and that's... It's still those people who really didn't watch it or understand it. They just heard a black female is going to play James Bond, so they automatically just start going off. They didn't watch it. They didn't understand the meaning behind it, the story behind it. It's just, hey, black female, James Bond, let's yeah, go start. Yeah, it can't, yeah. It can't yeah. be Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but like I, I said, if anyone wants to get familiar with her, just go watch the last James Bond. I mean... And her work see, speaks for itself, or you Her saying? work speaks for herself. Like, absolutely. Yeah. You know? The whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh, who's she? Who's this, you know? Okay, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like when I was watching... I don't know if you watch it, if you watch Aquaman. I tried to the, start it. Yeah. But yeah, Aquaman and the guy that plays Black Manta. Like, okay. that was my first time getting familiar with him, and I'm watching it, same thing. It's just like, okay, wow, you know? He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think it's funny. I went, you know, and started kind of digging then about other roles, um, potentially, you know, beyond um, the criticism or the backlash against the potential of Idris or uh, John Boyanga. And, you know, I came across, and I remember this from a couple years ago when they cast, Disney cast a black. Uh, woman uh to play ariel the mermaid oh yes yes and then again there was this backlash that you know ariel's not black yeah. and you know there was the hashtag out there not my mermaid or not my ariel because they're saying that ariel is white mm-hmm. but then other people are like well ariel is fake <laughs> like she's not Ariel isn't even a human. It's it's this uh, mythical creature, a mermaid, right? So it, it's I, I find it so interesting that these roles and the way that Hollywood or TV has set up some of these roles, um, there's very little room at first for acceptance that, you know what, a person of any color can play this role well. Whereas historically, mm-hmm. if you look back, you know, um, early, early Hollywood, it was, you know, white people playing Cleopatra, right? I think, I think it was Ben Kingsley or something like that. He played Gandhi. Like it was, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. was, you know, 50, 60, 70 years, it has been people that are not of color playing these people that are clearly of color roles. And now, you know, black actors and actresses are coming into this forum to play fictional characters, and it's an uproar. Yeah. It's it's interesting. You know, it goes back to, you know, white people doing blackface because they would refuse to have a black actor on set to act almost as themselves. Well, one of the the ones, I don't know if you saw, was this. Tropical Thunder, if I'm not mistaken, was the name of it. And that's when Robert Downey Jr. played a black person. That's right, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, that's not like... <laughs> that is not like a fictional so- character. That's like someone's, you know, skin color yeah. that he's talking about here. Well, so as a viewer and you watching that movie, did you find it hard to even really see, see past, you didn't see it? I, I find it hard. Yeah, so were you able to at least connect with the story and see past it or you were just like, okay, what's, why? Yeah, to be honest, to be honest, I, I'm sitting there, I'm like, why does he have to play a black person? Why couldn't he play himself and then get a black person to play that role? Right? So that's that was my whole thought, the whole movie. I'm like, why? Why? I mean, this almost kind of looked like it's disrespectful. 
like it to be fair, right? Because I'm like sitting there like, let's be real. There's a lot of black actors. Why couldn't you get the one of them? Okay. So seriously, you're going to sit there, try to watch it one time and see. Okay. I, I don't so think, you... I don't think. Oh, sorry. Pardon me? Sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Uh, so you no, actually have seen it. Yeah. Okay, because I I thought it was absolutely hilarious because the whole entire premise of it was that it's a white guy trying to play a black guy and like the white guy's career is already going downhill, which is why he even took the role in the first place. So he like goes through like all this surgery and then he's sitting there trying to act black and there's like this other black guy who's around him. He's like, keeps reminding him throughout the whole entire movie, like, dude, you know, you're not black, right? And you know, this isn't a movie anymore, right? And he just keeps (laughs) going with it and he's like, bruh. You're not, no, never mind, whatever. You're probably gonna die anyways. Like, so I understood the whole point of it, but I do understand your point though, Nigel. At the end of the day, yeah, you do kind of sit there like, but why couldn't he just, like, why? Yeah. But my whole thing too is okay, if he's gonna do that, if that's gonna be the story behind it, why does he have to, why do you have to make his skin look darker? I found that the most uh I found it the most uh disrespectful part. Like okay, he's gonna play something, he still can be uh Robert Downey Jr., a white guy, just trying to act like a black guy or be a black guy. Why are you gonna change his skin color? Yeah, but see, I think this is the difference though, too. So in that movie, he was to act as a black person, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas for Lashana playing Nomi in James Bond, she's not trying to be a white anything. She's being Nomi, if anything, I guess as 007. But race and gender, for her, she's not trying to be exactly anything else, right? Yeah. And Whereas, also, yeah. And also, side note with her character, she's the only female who's a double O anything. She's the only female. Majority of them help within staff and gadgets. She's the only one who wanted to actually do that, so she had to work up her ranks. So that's also another thing to also consider. Like she did work to get to where she was. And like in the basis of all the double O's, there's no female. She's the only one. Well yeah, the the females definitely throughout the franchises were you know the ones that were there they were very fit very pretty they looked good they were arm candy maybe sometimes a little bit of a decoy or diversion for the enemy or even for 007 himself but they definitely didn't play these lead roles that you know come in and are suave and smart and cunning and save the day that's not women period regardless of race were for in these movies so that alone is very revolutionary as to what she's doing there in the context of 007 and then it makes you think so is she going to be is she going to have male suitors is there going to be you know like topless men and men in thongs or whatever yeah. you know yeah. fawning over her as she's trying <laughs> to save the day? or do they completely just erase that aspect of the franchise in this movie Right, because it's it's funny that it's really easy, sad to say, for Hollywood to sexualize a woman, but to fully sexualize a man in the same way that the women were in these movies, mm-hmm. how are they going to do that almost without it looking gimmicky or yeah. comical, but also yeah. to make it balanced, should that not also be included in her as the lead in 007? Yeah, that's very true because that's, if anyone is familiar with James Bond, that has been a big part of the James Bond thing. He's, uh, he's out there. <laughs> he's out there. You know, he is the quintessential smooth panty dropping man. You know, women are just there and they're just waiting. They're just hoping that, you know, their part of the world needs to be saved or he needs to come do some spy stuff over there. And, yeah, you know, yeah. they're there in their sheer piece of something with a panty on just waiting for him. Like, isn't that, you know, that's what the reality of James well, Bond I don't know. is. I don't know if it's going to be like that, 
But I, I do think there's going to be a certain type of that in there because that's a big part of the James Bond. Somewhere and somehow it will be in there. I think so. But like you said earlier, what you said about her role and how it is, it's very revolutionary. And uh, not just because I'm a black person, I'm going to say here, it's revolutionary because like they choose to give pass it over to a female. You know, and you know, you exactly. You know how the world works. You know how a lot of people in this world thinks. You know, a woman can't do that. You know, and for me, I am so happy it is. You know, to be honest, even if it was a white person, I still would be happy. A white lady, because it's just the fact that they pass the torch to a lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just a little like thing. So, uh. I think the problem is, like, not really that she's, like, black. I think it's just that she's a female, too, right? Um, oh, no. Oh, the black is there. Like, I, I think it is it is her being black, but I think it's more about her being female because, like you guys have said, right? James Bond has always been a male who's always yeah. had, like, all these females, did all the – like, and used females kind of as, like, decoys or as distractions or just had them as arm candies. Now, what I've realized and what – and if you realize after I think Quantum of Solace, after James Bond loses his last girlfriend in Italian in uh, Italy, um, basically they lean off of that and basically show like how much damage it actually does ca- cause to James Bond, and um, in particularly when they bring her in, uh, James Bond is really confused about it at all because he's been gone for plenty of years at this point in time. So when he comes back and he sees mom again right? He's realizing things are a little bit different. So he, that's when he realizes like, oh, wait, this is the very first uh, double O that we've ever had, right? But they've been slowly leaning to a darker side. And I have a feeling that they're kind of going to just finally tip it to a darker side of James Bond and maybe have her more dealing with the darker situations of James Bond that you don't normally see, right? It's always hinted that there's these dark situations, but you never see them. Well, to be fair, yeah, you do have a point because if you watch the last movie when she was in there, she she doesn't play around. You know, her character in there, the type of Jane Bond she is, she doesn't mess around. She's she's very serious. So I do think you have a very valid point there. Okay, but so we have... also sorry, free. No, go ahead. To be fair, you do know there was a lot of uh, white individuals mad <laughs> when. Uh, they made white girls. Oh yeah, well yeah. When, when the Wayans yeah, yeah. did, the yeah, Wayans yeah, did. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh lord. <laughs> yes, oh lord is right. You definitely know. Yeah, but. Oh. Well, like I said. <laughs> okay, but I have two two questions, and this is just because I don't fully understand uh, the James Bond franchise. But is it always that, are we supposed to sit in our heads and believe that, or or just think that every time there's a new James Bond, it's actually the same individual? Or is it after when they do switch um, the actor, it's always this passing off of a torch because it's actually James Bond is a role within the agency and it's an individual that takes over that role each time as opposed to you know they're switching actors and we're just supposed to kind of be like okay so now it's just this person that's doing that role does Uh, that question make sense well yeah it does and to answer your question they've always been the type of playboy right that's always been it's like okay new new actor but it's just always the same james bond until it was daniel craig he was more he got into the more darker side of James Bond. He was more, he was kind of a playboy, but he was more darker. He didn't really mess around a lot. Yeah. And like you said, like Dante said, now you can see playing off with her, you know? So, yeah. It's... Yeah, but when, when Daniel Craig took over, mm-hmm. the movie previous to, you know, Daniel Craig's debut, is it because that 007 died, disappeared, whatever, and then the agency had to find a new 007 or are we supposed to believe that it's just the same person? 
Okay, so um, actually, when when he came in and he first played in the very first movie, they actually do explain that whole entire situation because everybody was always wondering that is it the same James Bond or is it always somebody new? So they finally did explain it. So some of the James Bond, so the James Bond from Russia with Love, he disappeared. No one knows where he is, and he's still believed to be alive, but nobody knows where he is. So some James Bonds disappeared, and other ones died. So the one previously to him had died. So th- that's why he was handed it off, but no one wanted to actually hand it off to him because if you pay attention to the first movie and you kind of see it play out throughout the rest of the movies, um, he, has, he already has mental damage. So he's very violent, and he's very um, paranoid. Those are his two major flaws, which you kind of see throughout the whole entire movie. Even when he kind of gets a new partner where like, he has that arm, pe- that arm candy, he doesn't trust them. He'd rather be alone in that situation than have somebody else with him. And like, also, he's very compassionate, which is also one of his downsides, which is why he always cares whenever somebody dies around him. Just a quick little tidbit. Yeah, so then what's the big deal if it's her? Because I was kind of thinking at first that we were supposed to, you know, every time there's a new one, it's just we're supposed to think it's the same James Bond throughout. So then, yeah, I can get it when they're like, okay, no. James Bond is this white man and that doesn't fit. But if we see in, you know, what Dante has explained, sometimes they disappear, potentially alive or not, but the agency needs a new body to do this role. And now I know that the Daniel Craig's 007 is in exile in Jamaica, right? So now this is how this handoff is going to happen. So then what's the big deal? Because uh, it's not like we're supposed to believe that she's Daniel Craig, right? Yeah. <laughs> or that James Bond. She's a new yeah. one. And, you know, the James Bond, I guess, of the 2020 can be a, a female who, you know, is just as cunning, just as smart, good with gadgets, whatever, you know, can travel the world, can be suave, and all of the above. So Absolutely. If, so if I'm correct, um, it's kind of funny if you look through back through the James Bond history, there has actually been mom has actually been replaced three times, I believe. Yeah. Don't like like count me on this, but I believe there was a first a white one, a white blonde mom, which she disappears, and then there's a black mom that shows up. She ends up disappearing too, and then that's when you get the mom that we now have. What I kind of find funny is that if you look through the lore of James Bond, mom has always been a 007 at some point of time in her life, in her throughout her career. That's the reason why she gets that role. So for me, it's like, okay, they're kind of already trying to like pit it defiantly in stone that this is how they kind of make the next leaders of that organization. So I have a feeling that She's probably going to play, I would say, three to four Bond movies. Because usually around the fifth Bond movie, the Bonds usually die. Okay. Like the actors usually die. So I'm saying, like, just do it four, and then and then that's when you can transfer it to being mom. Which would make sense, because the lady who's playing her now is fairly old. So they would also have to replace her. Yeah. This is interesting. It's yeah. a lot deeper were- than just, you know... There's a lot of backstory to kind of create this, you know, which is interesting. It's not, you know, it's a little bit more complex, which makes the story interesting. Personally, I think she will do a good job. You know, it's it's left to be seen. And yeah, it's changed and it's a little different. But, you know, if people already go and watch the movie with an attitude that this is garbage, it could be the best thing in the world and mm-hmm. it's not going to get the recognition that it deserves just because, you know, they're already upset that, you know, it's a black woman playing this role. Yeah. They're not going to watch it for the appreciation of appreciation of her skills, you know, yeah, or just, just going to be storyline for the movie. Yeah. Right. And I think they did a lot of that with the whole Skywalker business. Yeah. They're just well. going to see color. They're yeah, just going to see like, color. Oh, this, is, this is garbage. Right. When, you know, from what I've been told, the story and the acting was phenomenal in it. Phenomenal, absolutely. And the same thing is people are even going up and about about this too is um, Captain America. So in the last Avengers, right, he he's done. 
So now the torch is supposed to be passed on to um, Falcon, which is Anthony Mackney, Mackey, right? Yeah. So he's going to become the new Captain America. And oh my God, Captain America <laughs> is a black guy. So you see where this is going now. People are going, you know, Hold they're on. going crazy. I have to add one point to that. If anybody's mad about Falcon becoming Captain America, then you don't know any the of the storylines because mm -hmm. Falcon does become Captain America for a period of time and Cap will be back, but Falcon needs to be there because he is the Captain America who fights through Secret War. Stop it! But that doesn't... I said, there's only color. They won't... Even if you read the comics and you tell them that's in there, that's been in there, and that's history, no, they're only seeing color. Well, and also, yeah. too, another movie in the Thor franchise, Idris Elba, again, there was backlash, and he played Hemadol? Yes. Something like that in, in yeah. Thor. And mm -hmm. that, again, was a big deal. I don't... I could understand if these were not good actors, you know, and they're here just mucking up the story. But these are actually really good, strong, well-trained, um, extremely versatile actors that are taking on these roles and really, you know, blowing it out of the water. But, yeah. but for that, you know, all of a sudden the whole movie's gone. It just, yeah, boggles my mind. Um, that again, you know, we just have to always work three times as hard to even get a marginal amount of credit for what we do. Um, I know an argument that people will toss at you for that. Um, because of the fact that Marvel didn't really do a lot of their own story making when it came to Thor and they really followed North mythology. North okay. mythology doesn't have any black people in it. So that character in North mythology is white. But now let me just poke a hole in the argument. Um, if you look at X-Men and Storm's back, uh, backstory, Storm is a deity, which is an African deity. So I'm just saying they didn't do her storyline right, especially when she goes back to Africa. So um, yeah, yeah, we're just going to tie that up to it is what it is. <laughs> and sometimes that goes on the companies or the producer who takes over uh, yeah. the roles, you know, sometimes that falls on them. Like, yeah, yeah they, they either do right or, or, you know, and I get that they need to, yes, it's to entertain, but it's also to make money. Mm -hmm. Right. So they have to appeal to the greatest, in their opinion, the greatest or the most broad general audience that they can. And which to be puts them in a tricky spot, but also you, you need to be authentic. You need to be diverse. You need to be inclusive. Like there's, you need to be equitable. Like there's so many things, um, I guess that they have to tick off to make sure that, I guess, it's equal and inclusive for everyone across the board. And that is a big task, right? Yeah. And to be fair to what you're saying, um. Let's be real. There is some lifers out there. There is some diehards. They don't like anything being changed. Not the shoes, <laughs> not the air. They just like it exactly how it is in the comic. Yeah, yeah. That's you know some of the commentary. You know, people like I watched my first uh, James Bond movie at seven years old, and they followed it ever since. And you know, for them, they're just like, well, no, it's a you know, white, heterosexual male, and that's it, right? But and I don't even necessarily know if that for them is because they're racist. <laughs> they're just saying that this is the story I know. This is what I've been following, you know, for 30, 40 years, and no, it shouldn't change. Oh, no, you're right. There is there's some that's just lifers. They're diehards. And then obviously some are just racist. They don't want to see a person <laughs> yeah. of color in there. Let's be real, like straight up. Some of them don't want no change because they're just lifers. They like it like that. Uh, yeah. But that's it. Um, just a quick little thing to throw in there. Uh, so Thor uh, Love and Thunder is coming out. And 
um, the rumor that if anybody had heard this, that uh, Valkyrie was going to be playing the new Thor. That's incorrect. The woman from the very first Thor movie and second Thor movie is apparently coming back to take her oh. role back again. Nat- makes sense. Natalie, Natalie Portman. Yeah. So people were thinking it was going to be Tessa Thompson. Yeah. See, they're automatically just start dropping because they thought it was going to be Tessa Thompson. Then that would be an issue. And yeah. I'm pretty sure Tessa Thompson is even biracial. So. Well, the issue that people would have had with that is that throughout the whole entire storyline, Valkyrie doesn't become Thor at all, right? So it would make sense, okay, Valkyrie doesn't come before, become Thor. There's no point of doing that. It's just, it's kind of bad that um, Thor is still around, I believe, because he's still going to be playing in the Guardians of the Galaxy, but they fully haven't explained the story between, like, him and Valkyrie, and that the fact that him and Valkyrie, I believe, are half-sister half sister and brother. So she carries the other side of, like, his power, and her staff actually grounds her more power as Thor's hammer minimizes his power. So it would have been something cool for them to add on to kind of build Valkyrie because they haven't built her at all within the Marvel movies. She hasn't even fallen in a battle, I think. But at the same time, too, it's just sometimes it's not even been set or a contract has been offered or anything. It's just hearsay. It's like Idris Alba, right? It's just the idea of... Yeah. And it was just blown out of proportion. People just start going crazy, you know? And oh, yeah. that's... I, I was reading in his kind of commentary to that. It was like, you know, it's not even that I, as an actor, said, yeah, I would. I want to play James Bond. I want to be a black James Bond. He said, but if it was offered to me, I sure as hell wouldn't say no, because that yeah. is an opportunity, you know, of a career you know, to play this role. But then also he said, you know, it was disheartening to know that people watching it and taking it in were gonna critique how good or how bad the movie was, not even based on his acting, but based on the color of his skin. You know, yeah. if it came, if, you know, critics said, oh, the movie was bad, they'll be like, well, yeah, because they put the black guy in there, <laughs> right? Or yes. if the movie is good, Right, it's going to be like, well, yeah, it's because also because he's a black guy, as opposed to just him being a really good actor. Yeah, why can't it just be like he's a great actor, right? Literally. For anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, I am excited for the James Bond. I'm excited for it for so many reasons. Female, different. Not you just can't keep the same thing for so many damn years. Right? You got to switch it up. Female, you know, whatever it is. I'm excited to see it. And it's always good. So that's my take on it. I don't see color. I just, I like good performance. And I'll put out there a rest in peace to Sean Connery, who passed away on October 31st of this year, our original 007. Um, You know, rest in peace and may his legacy in you know the seven movies that he did that is never forgotten but also to it does open the door um again for this franchise to kind of grow and change as they're doing now uh with Lashana Lynch yeah and to what you're saying about legacy let's talk about another legacy that's right so they announced the the Black Panther is going to be filming, I think it's in July or so? Yeah, July 21? or August. May yeah. 6th. Is May 6th they're going to start? Uh, it starts shooting in July. Yeah, July 2021 in Atlanta. Yeah. They're going to start um, filming now, part two, and a majority of the original cast is coming back. Right? That's Yeah. That's a given. Of course, uh, Chadwick is not. Yeah. Um, but how how do they, in your opinion, or just kind of in anything that we've read out there so far, how do they honor his legacy and the impactful performance that he had as the Black Panther 
and also keep this going because again, as you guys have just pointed out to me, you know, one uh, character's role in these movies, it's tied into so many other movies at the same time. Yeah. Right. So to keep Black Panther authentic in itself, but then also is Black Panther not part of like Guardians of the Galaxy and you know, Lashana uh, says that she was looking for her role in Captain Marvel to come into Black Panther. So they're all interconnected. So how do they do both? Well, I think the way it should go, and I hope it does go. I just don't know how they're gonna uh, how they're gonna go about replacing him in the movie, right? What they're gonna do because. As you can said, I read about it. They're not going to do any digital editing yeah, of no hologram it's type of nothing. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So what I've been saying the longest time, it makes sense that the new Black Panther would be Michael B. Jordan because he is the bad guy, not so whatever he was, but he was the guy in there, and he was fighting for the crown, yeah, and he, he do have some right. Yeah, he has some right to it, right? And they're actually family. So that would make sense, him becoming the Black Panther. Yeah. Or I don't know if they would lean towards his younger sister, Shuri, right? Mm -hmm. So it's going to be very interesting. Well, it seems like majority of the cast is coming back for it. Um, but new people are like Eric... Uh, Killmonger. Which one? Eric Bannon. Eric Bannon. Um, he's also a very famous actor. He's um a white gentleman. Rihanna is apparently has been casted for it. Michael B. Jordan has been casted for it. So it seems like well, they are going with that way of that Killmonger is coming back to take the crown i'm just wondering are they just gonna rush it like they've done with almost every other story or are they gonna actually give him some character building and allow him to go through his redemption storyline to be able to get there okay oh, they have to they would have to give him redemption yeah there's no way they could just rush it and just hand it to him they would have it's, to give it's public, right it's just gonna be yeah. like well okay that was expected but no yeah. him just being there yeah, but I have a feeling that they're just going to gloss over it and they're going to use one movie to do it. Oh, okay. Why As opposed to, to like, a full movie that builds it up. I get it. Yeah. Right? So that's what I'm afraid of is that they're going to gloss over it a lot because also, like, they did gloss over how um, T'Challa gets the crown because, yeah, his dad does die in a bomb, but you don't get to really see any of his trials before right which are a lot of like traditional african trials that he has to actually do so that's what i'm wondering if they're going to be doing black panther 2 it would be nice to see him go through his redemption story because one it gives um people who don't actually know who killmonger is more of an insight into his character two they also get to show the culture and background of wakanda which hasn't been shown besides in comic books it gives them that opportunity Two birds with one stone with two to three movies. Well, I, I, to, you got a point, but to be fair, though, I think they started off with Killmonger in a very good way. I think they started off in an important part because you see where he was coming from and the whole thing about his dad leaving to go to, I don't know, where is it, New York or whatever. So, yeah, that was a good start. So they could really add on to that. Hmm. Have you, you you watched it free? Of course you did. Yeah, like four times. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Of yeah. course you did. Yeah, it and it was just a thing that was. We've had like black superheroes, right? Before, like, but it was just something about Black Panther that just had everyone going crazy. You remember when it first came out? Yeah, I I think it's just how how it was done and so many nuances of black culture were not missed right and i think that spoke to 
the black audience really well, right? But also it really did not um, mess up the link between the whole series, right? The whole yeah. Marvel comic family, all of those those things that hit that you know that this is a Marvel movie, none of that stuff was missed either. Yeah. Right? And to the point where people really thought it was just so well written and well done that people thought Wakanda was a real place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like, hey, like, how do I get to Wakanda kind of thing? And that just, that is from the writing to the production to the incredible actors that were in it, just holistically. Yes. Yeah. It was a very, very, very good production. Yeah. Right? And, and it, it's going to be, I, I'm, of course, excited to see what the next one is going to look like. But with such a great loss, it's not, you know, it's not like, um, Chadwick just left. Yeah. Franchise in that way, right? So mm -hmm. we're also going to come in with grieving in our hearts as we're watching this. Um, and, you know, hopefully not too tainted of expectations, right? Because he's not there. But also, too, I think the, the, the director. It's phenomenal. Exactly. Yeah, he's, he's, ph he's phenomenal. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think they build them up, the Black Panther, they build them up very nicely because he started off in Civil War, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Right, Dante? Black Panther? Yeah, Civil War, right? That's when he made his debut. Mm, I didn't yeah. watch Civil War. And that's because I'm a big comic head, so I didn't like some of the things that happened in Civil War. I'll get to that at the end, but I believe you are correct. That is when he makes his very first debut is within um, Civil War. The reason yeah. why I didn't like Civil War is because I watched both the storylines. They kind of mix both of them up. So I was figuring at the end, either Captain America was going to die or Black Widow was going to die. Neither happened. They completely did a left ball on me, and I was like, no, I'm not going to watch it because I already love the comics and stuff, and that's going to hurt me. I'm just going to walk to the left here and just swipe right on you. I get where you're coming from, but they had to drag that on. They they couldn't kill them off so soon. Me, They couldn't do that. That would have been way too soon. Way too soon. Yeah, but with them doing, um, let's say, um, what's his name? Uh, Captain, uh, yeah. Uh, Captain America. Um, so what ends up happening in that is that Captain America ends up passing away, and guess who ends up getting the shield? Falcon. So either which way would have rolled into the Falcon storyline, right? And he's not actually dead. He actually ends up turning out to be a coma, so it would have been a way to allow what's-his-name to have a break from playing Captain America, allow him to go and play his other movies, do a whole entire 10 year thing with this and then bring them back as the much older Captain America, which is in that storyline. But I don't think that they thought that far ahead and was trying to make sure contracts could line up for that. But oh, man. Can I just tell you guys something? You're like, but he's not really dead. He's just in a coma. And it makes <laughs> me think of women and soap operas, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's like, so-and-so is dead. No, they're not really dead. They were just missing and you couldn't find them and blah, blah, blah. This is exactly the same thing, just on a bigger scale. That's all. It's cute. No, it's just because it's like, he's not even really dead, okay? It's just that he was in a coma. And it's like that in uh, soap operas and they can drag a storyline on. Forever. <laughs> I used to have to record those bad boys for my mom. Uh, so Forever. Me too. <laughs> Me too, and sometimes she used to be sitting there watching it, and I'm just like, I'll be caught up in it, I won't lie, I'm just like, shoot. Yeah, you're sitting there, and then, you know, you're, you're all going crazy having the conversation, you're like, I don't yeah. even watch this, it's because I'm forced to tape it, but I also know that, you know, Marlena isn't dead, she's just possessed right now, that <laughs> kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, so I, like, uh, I had to go off topic, but I was watching my mom's, and... Yeah, that was like, dude, 2002 or something like that. And then it was like uh, last month, I was flipping through the channel. And I'm like, yeah, days of her life. And I'm just flipping through it. And that just was the memory of my mom, so I just left it there. Well, I'm like, wait, it's 2020. 
And you're like, so still, still, still alive? alive? Yeah, still alive, and it's still kicking. This whole story still connecting. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's some awesome. storytelling right there, though. Yeah. <laughs> so really some storytelling. My mom used to watch one. Passions, I think it's called. And a couple, they had a baby. All I know is that the nanny was a monkey. And I was like, why are you watching this? It's absolutely foolish. Like, full-blown monkey in, like, a nurse's suit. And that monkey was supposed to be taking care of the baby. And I was like, okay, this is going right along with your National Enquirer that you're reading. Like, you need... It was awful. I was like, turn this off, man. It's it's poisoning your brain. <laughs> it was. You know, or... What? The character will come in, and usually they don't have a mustache, so then yeah. they just have a mustache on, and nobody knows who they are. I can't deal with it. I could, I could never like honestly watch a soap and be like, so nobody oh. knows that this this person is Stefano. Like nobody knows that Stefano with that crooked mustache on. Uh. Stop it! <laughs> I just can't. I'm sorry, I can't get over the monkey part. I just can't it's get over true. it. I'm pretty sure it was passion. So I was like, this is absolute foolishness. <laughs> oh my God. The daytime yeah. soaps I couldn't do, but as a kid, I didn't mind watching. Now I'm going to age myself, but Dynasty, Falcon Crest. And I didn't like Dallas as much, but Dynasty and Falcon Crest, I think it was. Yeah. Those three, I I really enjoyed, but they were awesome, and it was nighttime, so I felt grown. Whatever. <laughs> Honestly, what I used to watch as a kid was like, um, I don't know if you know, Thundercats. Well, Thundercats was kind of amazing, though. Oh uh, uh, yeah, not kind of. Thundercats was the. That was a good cartoon. Yeah, I was like, what Thundercats? Come on, you know you watch Power Rangers. I yeah, like the first first Power Rangers. It was cool. I can't yeah, like it. the first ones were good, and then uh, like uh, I was watching it. Was it? I think Kiara was watching it, and I was just there, and I was like, "Wow, it's like the worst acting ever now." <laughs> It is so horrible, like, oh Yeah, my but if God. you think about it, I'm pretty sure the acting might not have been the greatest either when we were watching it, but it was new, right? It, yeah, it was, you know, because if you think about it, like, the bad guys, when it's a big robot and it can barely walk and all that, but we thought it was all that in the bag of chips. Yeah. And the fighting, and, like, come on. I, it was probably pretty lame, but for what it was and the type of production it is, it's, it's good. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So what movie are you very excited to see? Like? Um, it's actually on Netflix, I think. It's Chadwick Boseman's last movie, Miss Rainey Blackbottom. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to watch. Oh, I've not seen yeah. that yet. Yeah, uh, Viola Davis is in there. Chadwick is in there. I've already read some reviews saying that, like, like he needs a posthumous Oscar for this performance. Like, the performance is that good. So, for me, that's kind of what I'm that that's what I'm most excited to watch. Well, I, he was he was actually very good. In, in, was was it the Messenger? I don't know if you saw that one. I think it was the Messenger. I think where he came from Africa and his sister was living in L.A. or something. And oh, and he came to me. find her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she wasn't doing... Yeah, I think, you know what? I think I did. It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. on for a while, but it's a phenomenal movie. He yeah, did a I great job actually, in that, too. I, I have seen yeah. It. yeah. Well, you know, I'm just... I was waiting for Black Widow. That got pushed back because of the whole COVID... There's been so many movies that got pushed back because of COVID. But. Well, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see just even what next summer's movie lineup really is going to look like, right? Because, yeah. uh, you know, some stars, they're out there and they are filming now, but it's also so restricted. 
right? Like, how are they doing that safely? But not to mention all the movies that's already been made, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but just got pushed back because of COVID. Yeah. Well, and even their their press tours and all that have to change, yeah. right? Like how that yeah. looks has to change. You know, everything's online pretty much. Yeah. You know, in terms well, of interviews just... and doing these publicity, this, that, and the third, for the most part, right? Yeah, I thought, I don't know if a lot of them would do it, but like what uh, Disney did with Mulan, just straight put it towards stream. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they would have made a deal with like Amazon Prime, some of the movie companies and Netflix. Well, that's what they did with Coming to America too. It's going straight to Amazon. It's going straight to Amazon. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, that's... Original cast, right? Eddie Murphy, personal. Ah, that's that should be good. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that boy just cracks me up, man. Yeah. yeah Norbit was a funny movie. Norbit. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Was it Norbit or another professor? Nutty Professor both was. Both of them. <laughs> but wasn't Norbit one... was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but wasn't he one of the originals to start playing multiple roles, if I'm not mistaken? Like Eddie Murphy, right? And then Martin Lawrence. Because Martin yeah. Lawrence did, like, Big Mama's House, I think it's called, or something like that. Yeah. And the only other person is um, Robin Williams, because Robin Williams did the Mrs. Doubtfire double role thing but eddie murphy for sure like doing multiple roles in one movie kind Mm -hmm. of simultaneously yeah and then uh what's it what is that thing called austin powers oh yeah that's right that's Mm. right yeah michael myers yeah and now we got the king of it come on who's the king of it now i don't know who is the king what? Who's the king of playing multiple roles? Come on. I don't know. Come on. Dante, do you know what he's talking about? The king of multiple roles. Who's playing multiple characters in the same movie here? Come on. Who's the know. king of that? Tyler Perry. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Come on. But yeah, he did. Yeah. You're right. I completely forgot. I was like, who else does that? Yeah, it's well, true. Well, yeah, you could say that, but you could say Split 2 was one of those movies because he had to play, I believe, 12 or 28 different personalities. So that essentially is 12 different characters, right? But um, for me, I think the winner of that, just for me personally, is Jim Carrey. Just because after he did um, Ed and Eddie, he wasn't really the same after that. Like, that actually did some mental damage to him just doing that movie. And he was already weird before that. Like, (laughs) but I don't know. That's the one who wins it for me. Um, Just a quick tidbit. So it seems that... um, there's a long-lasting theory that um, for our old for our old friend who played James Bond several times, um, seven times specifically, um, the, his movie The Rock is actually theorized to be part of the James Bond franchise. So apparently, after he left that whole organization, that's basically where he ends up. Is basically in The Rock. He basically ends up in Al- Alcatraz. So apparently, the Rock is a good movie. yeah, it oh, is. Yeah. So yeah. apparently that character is actually one of is actually that same 007 from those seven movies. Okay. But it's only theorized, and I like that theory. It's it's okay. pretty cool. A little bit of a conspiracy theory there. <laughs> That's interesting. It keeps it it keeps it good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So we've we've chatted it up, we've talked. The new 007, yes. um, where, you know, kind of mutual consensus is we're all looking forward to it. I'm going to go and see see if I can find the previous one to this for me to watch so that I'm a little bit more prepared. Um, 
to watch uh, the newest one when it comes out. And of course, super, super excited for uh, Black Panther 2 when it comes out, you know, in the yeah. next couple of years. Which was the last, uh, D, what, what was the last James? Was it Quantum of Silence? I'm not sure if it was Quantum of Solace. Just give me one second here and I can find that out. Yeah. Because, yeah, if that's the one with her, then trust me, you'll watch that one. And, okay. But just be prepared. It's like three hours. That's okay. That I can handle. It's like three hours, but it's it's, it's very good. The storyline and everything is very good. And then you'll see her acting okay. skills. She is amazing. And okay. I've then watched some of her British movies too. Okay. So yeah. the last movie that was released before the newest one that's going to come out, which is um, No Time to Die, that's the newest one that's going to be coming yeah. out. The last one that came out is Spectre. So that's yes. I believe Quantum of Solace is, I believe, the second one or the first one. It's one of oh, those. Oh, with, with Daniel Craig in it? Mm. But, yeah, isn't she also in Quantum of Silence? She, I think so. I think that's where they really showed her at first was Quantum of yeah. Solace. I'm not really sure. Just give me a second to figure that one out. Yeah, because I, I think I think she was like in the the back there, like in the office and stuff in that one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So you got uh, you got like six hours or maybe nine hours of movies to catch up. <laughs> movies to watch. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. I can do it as long as soon as I'm done streaming the entire um, girlfriends. I'm on season six now. There's eight seasons, and I've been watching it. Just came on Netflix, right? Yeah, and I've yeah, been watching it. Everybody's uh, back going for to that. Back to back. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. actually kind of in love because there, there's a few things that they do in there mm -hmm. uh, that I really, really like. But I'm I'm gonna save it for a free thought episode to talk about it with the girls. They're gonna appreciate it more than you guys. I used to like it. <laughs> hey, hey, wow, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I mean like whoa. I like the fact that if in watching it, they use the same outfits. And that's more real life, right? Like I've seen her wear a couple dresses or skirts or whatever. You know, something that she wore in season three, she's wearing it again, like, cause it's real life. And it's something so simple. It's not new, new, new clothes, every single solitary episode, right? Yes. These are, you know, young girls or young women, sorry, establishing themselves, but it's real life in that she's pairing this blaze, that's her suit. And then down the road, she's wearing it again, you know, and then down the road, it's another time with, paired with something else. Like, I don't know, that's just how real people do things. You know, yeah, no, yeah, you appreciate when you get with that real vibe towards it, you yeah, appreciate so, it even more. Yeah. yeah, so I'm watching it and I'm like, oh. and I think, you know, me being a fashion head and I already love the skirt, and then, you know, I see it 15 episodes down the line. I'm all like, oh. yeah, I don't know. I just, I liked, I noticed that and I was like, that's actually really, really good. And the fact that there's so many back then, um, you know, these up and coming actors trying to get their break and you see them you know, on this show. I think that the show culturally was mm -hmm. a lot more than just, you know, great acting. It was it was a stepping stone for a lot of people. Right? Yeah, Even uh, if on there. I've seen, I just finished watching the episode with him on there too yesterday or the day before. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of actors that now and that's actually been made it big now. They're used to seeing their, in simple roles too. Just like, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I used to watch it a lot. Plus, too, I had a crush on Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> on Lynn? <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, if I'm not, Persia White, right? Yeah, Persia White. Yeah. 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 But it was a good show. It was funny. It was, it was good. It was very oh, good. Oh, yeah. And then the characters are super relatable. Yeah. It's like, I'm a blend, pretty much, of all of them. Persia, I don't know. She, or Lynn, she's a little wild. <laughs> <laughs> but the other three, for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. Hey, what about? Did you ever watch the show called The Game? Yeah, I did. Oh, I was I loved all it. over the game. Yeah, it was a good oh, show. I loved it. It was, it was amazing. You know yeah. that one video clip you sent me of the guy not wanting to pay for the girl's lunch or whatever? Yeah, yeah. It makes me think of the guy from the game, the one that was super cheap. What was his name in the show? Jason, <laughs> I think it was. Yes. Right? You know, he was a football player, but he was super, super frugal. We'll call him oh, cheap. Yeah. Frugal, that seems like a move that he would do. He was beyond cheap. <laughs> oh, yeah. he was beyond cheap in that show. See, yeah, that was an amazing show. I, I really enjoyed show. it. Yeah. I really um, so I can't seem to find the uh, movies that she was in, but I know she was in one of them previously. Fortunately, I'm going to have to go back and find which one it is. <laughs> yeah. um, it's okay. I know... <laughs> oh, excuse me for that. Uh, I know you guys don't know much about marvel characters but see, what do you mean well, i don't all, well <laughs> i know you do him. but okay my bad why are you coming at me like that <laughs> um it seems like dr strange has been pushed back because they're still deciding if they want um brother fudu to show up in dr strange which means that that would be another additional um, black character besides Spawn that would be showing up within Phase Four of Marvel. So nice. So Inspector, it was Naomi Harris who played Miss Moneypenny. Oh, not Nishana. Inspector came out in 2015. Quantum of Silence, then? Naomi Harris. Isn't she British, too? I think so. Quantum of Solace came out in 08. Jesus. What's the gap between James Bond? Is it like four, every four years? Oh, do they have it? Do they have it like that? Um, no, I'm think... not sure. It's I think it's every four years, but with the actors passing away... It messes up the timeline because they already had their 150 anniversary, so they've been around for 150 years. Like that franchise has been around, so couldn't be. A, it's either that or their 50th. It's yeah, one of those two. Okay, well, um, to everyone out there watching, sorry, we're super geeking out trying to find uh, movie yeah, trick yeah. answers. <laughs> Uh, thank you for watching. We're going to continue to geek out again. And I want to say a big, big thank you to Dante for joining us in this conversation. Really, really appreciate it. Kind of helped balance out the opinion. Thank you very much. Yes. And um, I'm going to say good night. And from our guy in the top corner. Oh, this is your boy, Navinci. Now, don't forget to like, uh, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you guys want us to talk about. Exactly. Let us and know. We, yeah, we'll do what we need to do to get the conversation started or going. And also, too, I'll throw it out there. If anyone's in our local and would like to come on as a one-time guest to the Balance of Opinions podcast, hit one of us up in the DMs. And we'll go from there. See if we can make Absolutely. it happen. Absolutely. You got something you want to talk about? You got a story? Hit us up. Yeah, and we'll uh, make it happen. So thank you, everyone, for watching, and have a good night. Bye-bye.